operation of the machine becomes so odious, makes you so sick at heart that you can't take part. You can't even passively take part. And you've got to put your bodies upon the gears and upon the wheels, upon the levers, upon all the apparatus, and you've got to make it stop. As always, I am Rock, by my side, riding shotgun on this, what are we, we're kind of, I kind of imagine us being like two, two outlaws heading out west on a beaten up, broken down stagecoach. <laughs> I've got my hands on the reins and we have like about, I don't know, I'm going to say we're going to have eight black stallions breathing fire out of their <laughs> nostrils and there's Steven next to me with two Sawed off shotguns in his hands. Uh, okay. And we're ready to review some comics and talk about comic news. That's right. In yeah. my head, Stephen, that's what we look like. In reality, <laughs> in reality, we are sitting in the bunker, surrounded by a bunch of video games and other dorky memorabilia, yeah. and I am wearing a Walt Disney World t-shirt. So, not yeah. as studly as the image <laughs> in my mind, is it? <laughs> I was going to say, I, I got... I got Red Dead 2 flashbacks. I've been playing that this weekend, so it's like, oh, that sounds familiar. <laughs> right. Um, as always, you can check us out at the comicbookrevolution.com. That is comicbookrevolution.com. Mm-hmm. You can check us out on Twitter at CBRevolution. You can check me out on Twitter at Rock2K's Revolution. And you, Stephen? And you can find me at President Glover. Yes. There you go. As always... Kevin posting plenty of good reviews uh, this morning. Stephen he posted the review for the new Batman issue. Mm. Indeed, he did. He did good stuff there. Yes, Kevin um, always does the good reviews. Even he does, when, even when he's incorrect. He does the. He always does good reviews, <laughs> no matter what. Even, even when wrong, it's good reading, right? Yes. There you go. Poor Kevin. <laughs> he's not here to defend himself ever. It's terrible. It just makes it easier. Sorry. <laughs> All right. I figured in this podcast, even we'll take on a wide array of news. Yeah. From the world of comics, movies, Disney. And blah, by blah, movies, blah, blah, blah. you mean Disney. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, don't they own everyone now? It's <laughs> a fair, fair question. I saw, um, I saw Bohemian Rhapsody yesterday. Yes. Did you like it? And I did like it. Um, I actually liked it a lot. I okay. Like, I like music biopics, so yep, sure. a sucker for that. But at the very end of the credits, because we stayed, because they were playing Queen songs, and you know, we love Queen. So, gotcha. So at the end, and I just, I told my dad, I said, so I think at the end of all these movies, until, you know, until Fox is officially absorbed by Disney, it yes. should say, and a thank you from Walt Disney for all the free money. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I did not see that movie. My wife went and saw it. My wife has the best job ever, so she works yeah. full time. As a, as um, working for a governmental mm-hmm. law enforcement agency, oh, we'll wow. keep it secret as to which one it is. But she is a, an attorney for one of those yeah. uh, government police agencies. And the great thing about her job, Stephen, is uh, she basically has Fridays off always. Ah. Okay, hmm. it's wonderful. She has court Monday through Thursday, mm-hmm. but Friday is always an off day for her. Yeah very jealous because I'm in private practice. I don't get an off day like that. Why? Well, I, I guess I could take it. I work for myself, but then I wouldn't get paid, and that would sure. make me sad, too. Yeah. So <laughs> I have staff to pay Ugh. for. You know, people <laughs> depend on me to bring home some money. So yeah. 
I don't get to do that. But she went on Friday and saw it and absolutely loved it. She yes. went on Friday because she knew I was never going to go with her. <laughs> because it, as everyone knows, when it comes to movies, I, I you know, I just I, I like what I like, and mm-hmm. it is what it is. Yeah. So and and Queen has never been. I respect the talent. Sure. It's not my kind of music. Mm-hmm. It is my wife's kind of music. Yes. She is one of the only uh, Latinas you'll ever meet who just loves uh, 70s music, 70s rock <laughs> music. It's very weird. I'm like, you should have been, I always tell her, you should have been born like a redneck in Oklahoma with your musical taste. You make no sense to me. You make no sense at all. So, <laughs> as a Latina from Miami, nothing about your musical sense mm-hmm. makes sense to me. But anyhow, she loved it. Thought it was a fantastic movie. Yes. Really good. Uh, Steven, as always, I've kept you in the dark about what we're going to talk about. Yes. That's how we like it. That's how we like it here. Let's take, uh, we're going to break it down into several categories. Let's do a couple of miscellaneous news articles first. Just caught my eye online. And since you mentioned Red Dead Redemption with Mm -hmm. my wonderful intro to this podcast, (laughs) uh, they've released, Stephen, that in eight days, in just eight days, Red Dead Redemption 2 has outsold the original. Mm -hmm. Isn't that amazing? Well, yes. That upon its first days of release, it earned more than $725 million. Isn't that phenomenal? Yeah, that's the highest grossing opening weekend of anything ever. (laughs) It's just amazing. And to to outsell the first game in just eight days is impressive. Mm -hmm. No doubt about it. And so there you go. Qualified success. Yep. I just wanted yes. to mention that it caught my eye, and I was like, "Woof!" We always talk about the numbers that movies bring in, mm-hmm. and uh, people kind of forget that video games. Well, at least I mean, not all, obviously. Oh, sure. But uh, the big, big franchises in the video game industry—they bring in a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of money. Yes, indeed. Now let's take a peek, Stephen, at just some. Let's go over to some general movie news that caught my eye. Sure. Some having to deal with some comic book franchises. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what I found interesting, Stephen, a, couple, a little bit of news from from uh, Universal. Yes. And I guess by extension, um, what is it? Illumination. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Universal's announced that they have brought in Despicable Me creator Chris Melandry. Mel Melodandry, I apologize mm-hmm. for that. <laughs> to reboot Shrek and Puss in Boots. Yes, we are going to get new Shrek and Puss in Boot movies, and these mm. will not be a a hard reboot where we start from scratch. No, sure. these will be sequels, and they will be featuring the original cast. We're talking Antonio Banderas, mm-hmm. Mike Myers, Eddie Murphy. Yeah, they're bringing everybody back. And he, again, evidently, hmm. uh, Melodandry says he wants to uh, roll forward. He doesn't want to just restart it and retell the old tales. He wants uh, he wants uh, new movies, mm-hmm. moving the storyline forward. And he's promising it's it's not going to be just a, a, another film in a series of sequels. We'll see about that. I don't know. There's <laughs> yeah. been a lot of Shrek movies. I'm not saying he can't do it. I'm just saying there's been a lot of Shrek movies. So sure. We shall see. Um, you know, I don't know. Comcast uh, bought DreamWorks Animation. They got to do, I guess they got to 
They got to get their money's worth out of it, right? Yeah. And and how do you get your money's worth out of it? You just crank out sequels to a old uh, popular franchise. Yeah, I mean it's, it's Shrek has become very um, what's the term? Um, memetic, where yes. memes and all. So yes. it's it's back in the public consciousness, right? But I don't know. I mean they. Mm. That last one was he is pretty bad. Was pretty actually the last two, three mm-hmm. and four were pretty bad. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to see a. <laughs> I'd love it if they just did like no, this is Shrek three. Ignore those other two, like what they've done with so many other franchises this year. Yep, and just did something that was good. But I mean, I mean, elimination. Like I don't. I'm not a fan of the of min of the minions or anything like that. Yeah, they never really caught on. My my kids. Loved them, but I mean, they were like you know. And your grandma on Facebook loves them, right? Right. Uh, I will say they don't have a lot of staying power now that my Mm -hmm. boys are older. So now they're fourteen and eleven, and guess what? They don't find minions very interesting anymore. They've outgrown them far more than. Yeah, they still love and adore all the Pixar movies that they grew up on. You know, Cars and Toy Story and all those Mm -hmm. franchises. They still, Incredibles, they adore them still, Finding Nemo. They love them all, Mm -hmm. even though they're 14 and 11. Minions, that went away pretty fast after they they crossed the 10-year-old barrier. Yeah, that's, they're going to have to work on something like that. But, um, I mean, the Minions made a billion dollars. Oh, no doubt about it. So it's it's some money in the bank. There's always going to be more kids. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not too. I'm not. I don't know how this Shrek thing is going to work out. I don't know. If that's, you know, I, I understand the first couple movies were very popular. Mm-hmm. The last couple were very bad, yeah. and it just. I don't know that. Mm, it's not like on the level of Avatar that was huge and then whoop, gone after two years sure. out of the collective consciousness. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't think Shrek has had the staying power as a compared to a lot of other franchises. But we'll see. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, I think I think people overall like really like the first two, but I yes. think that that's it. It's like, yeah. yeah, I'll need to see another one. Right. I totally agree. Yeah. Also from Illumination, Chris Melodandry <laughs> said they're going same to guy. do... <laughs> yep, same guy. They're going to do a Super Mario Brothers animated movie. Hmm. Very interesting. Yeah. Last time we got a Super Mario Brothers movie was in 1993. It was a live action movie, <laughs> and Bob Hoskins was Mario, John Leguizamo was Luigi, and it was awful. Yeah, just that, um, awful. My boys watched it. We watched it. I want to say, mm, gosh, I don't know, maybe about two years ago. <laughs> My boys, their jaws were on the ground. Like, what am I watching? Yeah, this is hideous. That was um, even as little kids, they're like, this is hideous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for um, that was that was that was an embarrassment. Yeah, honestly. That somebody sat, everybody who watched that movie, who worked on that film, should yeah. never have been allowed to work on another movie ever again. again. <laughs> I agree. Well, the good news is that uh, Melodondri, uh, I will not be able to say that poor man's name. I don't know what it is about his name. Chris. My, 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 my mouth is just not willing to say those that collection of, uh, of, of consonants and vowels oh, sounds, in that yes. order. He just won't do it. Um, so he's, he said he's working closely with uh, Mario's creator, Miyamoto, mm-hmm. and thinks that the biggest problem with all the with the live action film was that Miyamoto was never involved, which is obvious because the live well, action movie had zero to do with the video game at all. Yeah. I mean, they they changed everything. They changed the characters. They changed the background. They changed the setting. They changed they changed everything. Yes. So uh, in this in this one, Chris says that we're uh, that they're keeping uh, 
Miyamoto very close to the creation of the film, Mm -hmm. and they really were embracing his original vision for the character. You know, he thinks that the mistakes in the past has been people in Hollywood think they know better than the guy who created the property. Um, I don't know, Stephen. I again, I I love and adore all things Nintendo. I yeah. am I am the original Nintendo uh, age generation. I mean, it was my generation that grew up on Nintendo. Yes, and so these characters all rolled out when we were kids. Mm-hmm. So I have a particular fondness and attachment to the Nintendo. Uh, franchises. Yeah. I just they, they, that's my childhood, and I want this to be wonderful. Oh sure, but I, I'm I'm not. Yeah. I'm, not I'm not holding out. I'm, I'm I'm not going to expect it. I want it to happen, but you know, uh, I don't know. I'm keeping expectations low. Yeah. Um. And it, like you, know, I really want it to be to be really good. I want to see you know more Nintendo movies come out. Like that could be. Yes. That's a. Nintendo has a truckload of, of great IP that yes. is just being sat on, mm-hmm. and I, man, I, I so want it to be good. I like, know. I I love the I love the Mario games. Um, I grew up. I mean, it was at a different era, of course, sure, but, but I grew still up popular. on Nintendo stuff. Uh, I mean, I think they're going to be popular with any any generation. They're immensely up. popular with my boys. Yeah. Um, and that's Generation Z, far, far removed yeah. when they first came out. Okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just—I mean, I, Miyamoto. Yeah, he's a—he's a great developer. He's always been. The only thing regarding movies that I worry about is that he has a, taken a very hardline stance in Mario games against really giving a story. Yeah, and that's it's true. Like, well, you gotta have one to make a movie work. Yeah, you do. So I mean, maybe if they're like using him for the like the artistic side of it, right. like oh Which, okay, well what are we gonna pull from the games? Yes. What would look really cool? Right, and that's fine. But mm-hmm. agreed. I think I'll I'll know for sure how I feel when I see who's writing it. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I I do think you're gonna see more of these. I think this is the first step in the direction of more Nintendo movies yeah. because Universal is about to unveil Nintendo Land. Down mm-hmm. at Universal Studios in Orlando, yeah, it appears it might actually not be just a new land within one of the two existing parks that they have. That it might actually be a third and separate gate, third and separate park that they've built. They're going to build. They bought a bunch of land back from a developer down in Orlando mm-hmm. near their two parks. A huge amount of land. It's obvious they're buying that land for not for hotels. They're yeah. buying that for a third amusement park. Disney's already got four down there. Yeah, I think Universal wants a third one. Rumor has it this is third one is going to be entirely Nintendo themed, which I mm, not <laughs> buying. I don't think I love Nintendo as much as I love it. I don't sure. think you can build an entire theme park around just Nintendo. I mean, I guess mm-hmm. yes, technically you could. I don't think that'd be a wise <laughs> idea. I think that's better as a really kick-ass land within one of your sure. theme parks. And if you build mm-hmm. a third one, that could be your centerpiece land. Yeah, but it's got to be filled out with some other things too. But if Universal is going to plunk down billions of dollars building Nintendo Land, you can damn well be guaranteed yeah. they're going to want to roll out some movies to go along with that. Yeah, something like so, that. So, and Nintendo doesn't make movies. So, yeah, that's right. I could see this being more uh, in the future, especially if this does well. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, also, from the world of movies, another animated series is going to be turned into a movie. Yes, Stephen, Chris McKay who gave us the Lego Batman movie Mm -hmm. and has been attached to a rumored Nightwing movie for DC. He has signed on to direct a live-action adaptation of Johnny 
Quest love the Johnny Quest nice. cartoon. Yes, way before my time. That came out, gosh, <laughs> back in 64, mm-hmm. 1964, uh, by the Hanna-Barbera Animation Studio. But my God, if I don't care what era you were born in. You have to have seen the classic 1960s Hanna-Barbera cartoons. They're awesome. Yeah. Johnny Quest being one of them. Quite groundbreaking. It was one of the first cartoons that were the mouths moved <laughs> yeah. in sync with the, with the dialogue <laughs> of the characters. Yes. In the detail, the art was pretty amazing, too, for that time. It's a fantastic. It's a fantastic series. I've yes. always loved Johnny Quest. Pretty much in every single version that we've ever gotten. We've gotten many versions over the decades. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited about this. I think this is a cool, uh, a really cool idea. We've seen him pop up in the new Future Quest series from DC Comics. Yeah, that's right. And I, I boy, this you know, yeah, it could flame out, but man, I think this could be huge. There's no mm-hmm. announced date for it. There's no you know, uh, cast for it because right now McKay is working on the Dungeons and Dragons movie for Paramount, I believe. It's supposed to come out in mm. summer of 2021. What do you think of this? Um, I, I'm a little bummed to find out that it's not, uh, that it's not animated. I, yeah, it'd be I don't cool. know. I get, I mean, if it's a cartoon, I'd rather it stay a cartoon, but yeah. I mean, I I really like Johnny Quest as well. Um, I mean, I love all the Hanna Barbera cartoons. I think they're an untapped oh, uh, God yes wealth of material that they could use. But mm-hmm. that's hopefully if this does well, you know, maybe we'll see more of them. But Give I'm me a Herculoid's movie now, yeah. Warner Brothers. <laughs> I mean, actually, you know, yeah, <laughs> that would be so kickass. I think it would look pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'll I'll hold out hope for for something. I mean, Chris McKay, he's obviously a talented guy. Yep. He worked on the Lego Movie, which I love, mm-hmm. and um, I don't know if he worked on the second one, which is coming out in February. But no, I'm not too sure about that. We'll uh, I'll have to look it up. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's so thumbs up on the idea. Please don't mess it up. <laughs> exactly. Also, some news about the you know Hellboys getting rebooted. That's right. Neil Marshall is directing it. It mm-hmm. has been announced. We'd already known. I think it's supposed to come out in April 2019. So it's close. It's yeah, it's darn close, isn't it? Yeah, they showed. Um, they showed like a, a big sizzle package at Comic Con. Yes. So. And we've got uh, David Harbour's Hellboy, Ian McShane. Love him. Yes. Ian McShane's awesome. He'll be Trevor Bruttenholm. Mila Jovovich will be Nemu. Sasha Lane will be Alice Monaghan. Penelope Mitchell. Ganita. And Daniel Day Kim as Ben Dymo. They've mm-hmm. now announced that Thomas Hayden Church will be Lobster Johnson. Hmm. Now that's the new announcement. Interesting. Yeah, that is an interesting, curious casting there, isn't it? Yeah, a little bit. Um, I can't claim to be too familiar with Hellboy's characters, but mm-hmm. Lobster Johnson's a cool character. Yeah, um, but I do recognize him. Um, and that's the thing about Hellboy: the characters have always looked really cool. Oh yeah, because Mike Vanilla is a great artist, but. Um, so that, yeah, that's, it's a little weird, but I mean, I like, <laughs> I like, I like Thomas Hayden Church as an actor, yeah, so sure. it'll be interesting to see what happens. And honestly, if it's just, uh, I love Guillermo del Toro, yeah, sure, but absolutely. if it's fun and has a pulse, <laughs> right, right, then right. I will like this one a lot better than those. So I'm really, really hoping that they could pull it off. Because apparently, like, what they showed was really cool. Yes. But, you know, we got to see it, so. Exactly. And I I, I love, uh, I mean, I love Ian McShane like you. I also love uh, David Harbour. For those who don't know, he's mm-hmm. the um, 
he's the sheriff from Stranger Things. That's right. So uh, hopefully stuff. he won't do the the weird the weird dance in there, or maybe he will, <laughs> maybe and it'll be awesome. Will. So, <laughs> um, also news about Venom, Venom, yeah. which took a beating in reviews with a twenty nine percent rotten rating on Rotten Tomatoes. That is just horrible. But guess what? Just because reviewers in America don't like it doesn't mean it won't kill it in China, yes. where it opened with a record box office number, Stephen, yes. $34.2 million on its first day of wide yeah. release. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, <laughs> that is crazy. That mm-hmm. is nuts. Uh, this will put the movie Venom uh, on track to earn Almost a hundred million dollars in China during its opening weekend. Yeah, they uh, they they're they're forecasting that this movie should clear uh, six hundred million at the worldwide box office. Mm-hmm. Six hundred million, Stephen. Yeah. That's that's not a small number. No, <laughs> uh. that is that, that is impressive. Yes, you, it is. You, you clear that kind of money, and you're gonna you're gonna get a sequel. Oh, yeah. Regardless of the terrible reviews. Look, Pacific Rim got a sequel, even though it got panned over here. Because mm-hmm. of why? China. Yeah, Loved China. it. And Transformers get yeah. crushed over here in reviews. Mm-hmm. Everybody dogs them, and we yep. keep getting two, three, four, five more. Mm-hmm. Why? Because China loves yeah. them. Yeah, the fourth one got a billion dollars. Yeah. about that. Yeah. But um, it just... Hey, just going to show you, sometimes the critics, I mean, the critics can dislike a movie all they want, that's fine, but sometimes they, they get it wrong. And it's also important to remember, um, Venom has crossed, they call it the century mark here mm-hmm. as well, mm-hmm. and that it has the highest opening for a weekend in October. Like, not even Halloween, a movie that is made for this month yep. could clear that. That's, that's right. crazy. In the estimated... Uh, production budget <laughs> for that movie is a hundred million. So they oh are, they yeah are. they've Sony more than made their their money. Back. They are so <laughs> happy. I mean, domestically, it's been okay. Sure, it's made about two hundred million domestically, which is yeah. okay. It's nothing to do, you know, be excited about. But again, yeah, compared China, to the production budget, yeah, but China with China, it's 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 not about just how well you do in America anymore. Oh yeah, the worldwide Absolutely. box office has become just huge, mostly in part of China because yeah. of China, mm-hmm. but. That that is amazing. Yes, and that's good for Sony, who oh, is yeah, they, uh, boy they they are struggling for for hits. Stephen, yeah, struggling for hits. They had because they had um they had well I mean them yes but I mean they did have Jumanji. They did. I think I think they're gonna start being a little more uh, a little more bullish when mm-hmm. it comes to release stuff because I th- I mean I hope they don't start like feeling themselves like well, oh okay we got yeah, this but right. you know. It's, they're a step away from disaster. E oh yeah, it's they're they're a lot farther from disaster than Paramount is. That's yes. that's for sure. <laughs> and it's interesting is that the fact they're having such success in the worldwide box office, despite getting panned and being okay here in America. Sure, it means that uh, you're going to get a sequel. It also means that uh, there was a chance, a good chance, I think. You know how Marvel Studios and Sony struck a deal that allowed Marvel, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Marvel Studios to use Spider Man the MCU. Yeah. Well, you know, I think, Stephen, if Venom had bombed, you would have seen Sony 
either sell the Spider-Man franchise back to to mm-hmm. Disney or do a, a a more of a long-term deal with Marvel Studios where sure. they say, "Hey, could you help us out with this?" Mm-hmm. And that's probably gone now. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's probably <laughs> totally gone. Yeah. My and and I think what you might see is Sony trying to rush out even more Spider-Man franchise movies. Yeah, I mean, there's another one coming up. Well, they they they're gonna they're evidently they've got. Jared Leto attached to a star as a Morbius, Morbius, the living vampire. Mm-hmm. My my concern. That's great, and I don't blame sure. them. My concern with this is is uh, you're picking Car- Morbius, living vampire. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not an easy sell. No, and I get you're doing well. You did well in the worldwide box office. I got that. That's mm-hmm. cool. But if you continue to make movies that just get panned, yeah. It's going gonna to catch up to you, Stephen. It's going to catch up to you. Yeah, it only lasts but for so long. Yeah, and I mean, like th- think about the box office for this. It reminded me of um, uh, Suicide Squad, which which for as bad a movie as that was, that movie cleared seven hundred million dollars without China, without Mexico, right. without all these other markets. Of course, that opened in August, where there's nothing. So, you know, they picked the right time to open it, but. It, you know, from that, that didn't guarantee more success because it just went kind of down and right. down and down, except for Wonder Woman. But, you know, after that, Justice League pretty much bombed. So yeah. they're, it, it's not a guarantee. Just because that one movie that critics yeah. didn't like right. made the money does not mean that you're going to keep going with the success. I think right. they, I think they know that. I hope they know well, that. Well, I hope well, the worst case scenario is Sony says, well, geez, it doesn't matter what kind of crap story we roll out there. We're going to make yeah, money. Yeah, we're going to make money. So. And if they take that approach, it doesn't matter what kind of crap story you roll out there. Yeah. You think you're going to make money no matter what. That that will that approach will definitely yeah, that'll, catch up. Yeah, that'll kill it for sure. So I'm, I'm hoping that you know that they can that they can get together because I mean I I'd, I'd be interested to see some stuff. I think that I think that what they're going to do now now that Venom's been a success is <laughs> I just imagine them like like I just have this image in my head of them like sitting at a table looking like a swinger at Marvel going hey yes you want to play with our toys <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> yes of course some analysts are now saying that what Disney might have to do is just buy Sony. Like oh my god, please! What the hell? <laughs> yeah, because that wouldn't be suspect at all now. <laughs> no, I'm like, oh lord, just it's buy like, just, just play, just just play the game, you know? Right. It, it, let. I mean, honestly, I mean, they could. Have would it play. surprise you? Uh, well, you would you know? Honestly, me, no. <laughs> Bob and Iger is fine with buying literally everything he can get his hands on. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my one of my favorite <laughs> jokes. After um, Solo bombed in China, was I told someone it's like, hey. uh... Look for the next day's headline, uh, uh, Disney and talks to buy the, the People's Republic of China. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. Um, <laughs> uh, we got some, uh, in the world of comics, Stephen. Yes. Um, one one little bit of news. what this show's about, right? Yes. One little <laughs> bit of news that caught my eye was that uh, we're going to get a new Peter Cannon comic book from Dynamite. Peter Cannon is going to get a full reboot, and they're going to turn it over to writer Kieran Gillen. Oh. Now that sounds interesting. Peter Cannon's a cool character. I like old school characters. Sure. They're neat. And I think there's definitely some potential with that character. Uh, Peter Cannon, Thunderbolt. Mm-hmm. Is, um, you know, he's, he's definitely not as big as he used to be, but he's got a good pedigree. He's, and it's a good history. And Karen Gillan is a good writer. Yes. And he's been off superhero comics for a little while now. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of interested 
and seeing him uh, take control of this title. I think it could potentially uh, be a good read. Yeah, I think so. I think um, I think Dynamite's done a fairly good job with the uh, the properties that they have. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean they have James Bond, which yep. I think they've handled pretty well. Yep. Um, and I, I mean, this is just me being a sucker for these, but I really like the, um, the old pulp licenses that they have. Um, I remember, I mean, I read the whole run of the shadow that they did, which I really liked. And then they had, uh, that crossover with him and the green Hornet Mm -hmm. and the spider and, Mm -hmm. and Zorro. Yes. I was like, that's, that was pretty cool. (laughs) Indeed. Indeed. I was a mark for Uh that. (laughs) The, uh, the DC. Mm-hmm. DC released a little bit of news, most of mostly uh, about their new DC streaming service TV shows. Yes. That's where most of their effort is going right now. Right. They're like comics, what? No, we're, we're, let's talk about their our DC. Yeah, streaming let's talk service. about the shows. Yeah. So they've announced a whole bunch of information on the Swamp Thing, the Swamp Thing TV show. Yeah. For DC Universe, mm-hmm. they've announced that Halloween's Will Patton has been cast uh, okay. huh. in Swamp Thing. He will play Avery Sunderland. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's the that's the uh, that's the businessman who runs the company that Alec who Halleck, uh, Alec Alec Holland, Holland works for works for. Yeah. So hmm. there you go. We got that. Yeah. They've okay. also announced you you like that casting? I do. Will Patton's a good actor. Okay. Um I've just I always thought it would have been a great like kind of horror-ish movie. Yes. But yes. I'm going to let that go. <laughs> um they've also announced that uh, who is it? Andy Bean will mm-hmm. be at will portray Alec Holland. Mm-hmm. Okay? And okay. agents of Shield's Derek Mears will be the Swamp Thing. Oh, um, and Derek Mears also was the latest uh, Jason Voorhees. That so. is correct. He was. All right. What do you think about those casting decisions? Um, I I like Derek Mears a lot as a character actor, mm-hmm. or like doing those things. Yes. He's he's one of those that even when he's like when he played Jason, like yes. he he saw it as he like yeah you can't see my face, so I'm going to try to like act right. with my performance. And he did a good job. It's good good match for Swamp Thing. Oh yeah, and um, you know he's got more of a face, I guess. So. Yeah, kind of like a leafy, greeny face. Yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> More than Jason, all the, for sure. All of all the vines and yes. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> right. And um, Andy Bean, I also like him. Um, haven't seen him in too much. What mm-hmm. I've seen him in, he's in, he's been good. So, it's you're down with that. I'm down with it. Yeah. All right. I've been very like I loved like the people they got together for Doom Patrol as well. So I'm like, well, it's right. cast well. So right. Just got to see the rest of it. <laughs> uh, they've also announced that Kevin Duran has been cast. In a key villainous role Ooh. as Jason Woodrow, the Floronic Man. Really? Yeah. What do you think about that casting? Kevin Durant's a big dude. He is. Jason Woodrow. He is a big guy. But, I mean, I suppose you... You need a big guy for that role, though, don't you? I always thought Jason Woodrow was like a little skinny dude. Uh, I mean, uh, to if they're gonna reinvent him, then I mean, why not? You know, okay. somebody who actually looks physically imposing right. would be uh, would be pretty good. And Kevin Durant's a great actor. You know, he's one of those like big dudes that people like. Uh, he's just some dumb, dumb you know ox or whatever. But no, he's actually really good. So I'm, uh, hey, you know what? You like I'll, I like it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> good enough. All about. Because they, they just can't stop with their TV shows now, Stephen. <laughs> you got you got DC's got the Watchmen coming to HBO. That's right. And guess what they announced? They announced some casting for that as well. Yes. Jeremy it's... Irons will be Ozymandias. Mm-hmm. Woo! They are aging 
Ozymandias. Yeah, it's, wow. they've made it pretty clear that they're not. It's not an adaptation of the actual book. It's like a follow up to Watchmen, which which I was gonna we're gonna touch on right that in a minute. Yes, um, and it's yeah. Damon Lindelof, so he's yeah. they pretty much let him do whatever. After the leftovers, they were gonna let him do whatever he wanted. Right. I mean, let's, let's be honest. <laughs> do, what do you do? You like Jeremy Irons as an older Ozymandias? I think um, it's good. Well, yeah. I mean, Jeremy Irons. He's one of the he's mm-hmm. one of the best actors ever. So yeah, of course. If he's gonna sign on, unless it's a Dungeons and Dragons movie, right. <laughs> I will be on with that. <laughs> right. We've also got reports that Gene Smart. Mm-hmm. will be playing a role of an FBI agent with the last name of Blake, which I guess would tie her to, to Edward Blake, the mm-hmm. comedian. Interesting. Yep. Yeah, she and she was... She's or she in... could be playing an older version of Silk Spectre. Mm, okay. I mean, it's a possi- I mean, it's a possibility. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's a possibility. They're not saying, so... Yeah, because the, f- the first Silk Spectre survived mm-hmm. the original story. So, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. At least as far as we know, we didn't see her get charred or anything. So. Right. right. <laughs> but and they've also announced that James Wolk from Mad Men mm-hmm. also got a role on Watchmen as a U.S. senator. Hmm. There you go. Well, it was going to be political at some point. So. Yeah, you knew that was going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> and, the, and speaking of that, the uh, uh, Tim... Tim Blake Nelson mm-hmm. yes. has revealed he's going to be a character named Looking Glass. Really? That's a new character. Interesting. And it's it's interesting. What I like about this is, so, uh, and this is a pretty interesting little interview, and it plays into what, you know, where this sure. is being set and what's the goal of the show. Tim Blake Nelson gives a little interview and says that he doesn't really understand his character, um, but but <laughs> but Damon Lindelof, you know, he, he, he kind of gives you information as you go along, keeps people yeah. in the dark a little bit. Um, he said that this is this is the best part. This is what made me laugh the most. <laughs> just, I just, I just, this is, this lets you know that that Nelson knows nothing about the Watchmen, yeah, or Alan Moore. Sure. This statement here lets you know how this guy knows nothing about comics. Yeah. Okay. He says, "Quote: Damon Lindelof is doing something that I think Alan Moore actually will appreciate." <laughs> Alan yeah, Moore he didn't, he didn't like anything. will never <laughs> like anything anyone has ever done with his comic book properties in yeah, any ever. form no. or medium, period, end of story, full stop. Yeah. Just, we're done. Yeah. It you, could, it could. Alan Moore won't even watch this. No. Okay? And Not if he <laughs> does watch it, he's going to hate watch it in private and claim that he doesn't watch it yeah. and still trash it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That, that, so it, that, hey, you know that made me laugh out loud, Stephen. That was yeah. the funniest statement. Like, oh look at you, you're so cute. You don't know anything, yeah. do you? Somebody should have just said, Tim, you, <laughs> stop. <laughs> you're embarrassing yourself. <laughs> is, is he? Is, is and by Alan Moore Prishes, do you mean that they're going to turn the camera and say this show sucks? Everything based on Alan Moore sucks. And just, uh, right. just a long rant about how it shouldn't work. And then Alan Moore will, will sip his tea yes. and play with his snake god and say, I had a good day today. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, Nelson continued that, um, that, that Lindelof is treating the Watchmen novel as a history book. And he's imagining the world created by the Watchmen now. Mm. Mm. So he's using that mm. as a prism through which to examine a lot of issues currently on the surface of American culture and politics. Oh, that's well. That's what that's what Alan Moore did. 
Okay. But True. he's but he's he's Alan Moore. But he's Alan Moore. Mm, yeah, so. and Lindelof has a uh, a mixed track record. Um yes. I I did I I will say I treated him as a joke after Prometheus and the ending of Lost and whatnot. Oh, that was terrible. Yeah, but at the That's same... That's a guy who didn't know where he was going yeah. or what he was doing. Yeah. Oh, my God, <laughs> Steven. I binge-watched Lost. My wife and I binge-watched Lost, the whole thing, Yeah. Uh, right after the show ended. So mm-hmm. we, avoided, we avoided the internet. Sure. We came to Lost. We wanted to watch it all at one time because we knew it was kind of detail-oriented. It was detail a yeah, oriented. mystery, yeah. Mm-hmm. So once they announced the last season, we're like, great. Once Let's the season, once yeah. the final episode hits, we'll watch the whole thing. And sure. so we binge watched that thing, Stephen, in like I don't know two weeks. Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> and so when you when you binge watch something, you really can you can pick up you can pick up more details, and you yes. can really appreciate either good writing, sure, or you can really pick out bad, bad writing. writing. Mm-hmm. And boy, did he just lose the plot, yeah, completely. Mm-hmm. It was horrible. Yeah, just that, awful. That I, that was that was like doing a triple somersault and looking amazing while doing it, and then landing on your face. <laughs> it was did not stick the landing, Stephen. No, oh. I think I think that was the moment where they said, "Hey, you know, uh, maybe these uh, twenty-two episodes is not a good idea anymore." Right. <laughs> yes. But um, but I will say this: as much as I I dog him for all of that and um and for Prometheus and all this other stuff that he did wrong, I thought the leftovers was great. Yep, it was good. So I'm I'm hoping that maybe and he's talked about how you know he's he did a lot of stuff after loss like trying to make up for it and then he said <laughs> a lot you of know meditating. what yeah let <laughs> <laughs> he went and trekked across self help books yeah. <laughs> Because, I mean, understandably, you know, he's somebody who was active on the internet and nobody let it live that down. So it's like, okay, well, okay, now how do I, then he did the leftovers and that was good. So I think maybe he might be on the come up. I hope so. Please don't mess this up. I I mean, I love Watchmen and I'm glad they're not doing a direct adaptation because I think that's just, don't do that, but... I I, yeah. I I will say that uh, you know look the Watchmen is DC's property it's not mine yeah. I'm not one of these people that that believes that an, an entertainment company must do things to make me happy mm-hmm. unlike a lot of people unlike a story we're about to talk about next I'm not going <laughs> to oh, go to put I'm <laughs> Stephen nearly choked on his water there on that one. Oh, <laughs> uh, we, oh Lord. I'm not going to go to petition.org and demand that, that DC never uh, touch Alan Moore's property. Oh, right? I'm not going to do that, Stephen. Oh, I'm God. not going to do that. But, but <laughs> knocking for a loop. I'm, that's, that's not me, okay? I mean, I believe you can have an opinion on something. I have no problem with that, but d- demanding uh, an entertainment company never do something or always do something or whatever cater to your particular sure. personal desires and dreams <laughs> is silly. Okay, so look, they're going to do what they're going to do. Yeah. And that's fine. And they're, already they're already doing something. They're already doing it. It doesn't matter. But based on it. So. <laughs> I, I, come from, I'm on, I, I believe there are various camps when it comes to the Watchmen, right? Sure. And I'm firmly in the Alan Moore camp. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's my guy. Yeah, and I don't think that DC DC should ever touch the Watchmen. Period. Yeah. End of story. Mm-hmm. Full stop. It's done. It's like a novel. Yeah. It's it's it, you it, you got your beginning, you got your middle, you got your end. It was the perfect story. Mm-hmm. Done. Yeah. Done. Mm-hmm. Move on. Yeah. And so I didn't like the uh, the 
when they went back and did the Watchmen comics. Mm-hmm. I tolerated it because they made them prequels, and I was like, well, as long as you make sure. them prequels, at least you're not stomping all over Alan Moore's story, which was mm-hmm. perfection as it is. Yes. So I gave that a pass. Sure. This is not. This is going forward. And yep. Damon Lindelof is no Alan Moore. No. Period. Not. He's just not. Sure. And 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 no and I'm not trying to disrespect him, but that's Alan Moore's property, and it's hard to out Alan Moore, Alan Moore. Yeah. You're not going to do that. There's mm-hmm. certain creative talents, Stephen, who are so unique, yeah. so singularly unique in their vision and their approach. It's like trying to to follow up David Lynch's Blue Velvet. Yeah. Bad idea. You can't follow up David Lynch on one of David Lynch's mm-hmm. original stories. You're yeah. not you're going to fail. I don't care how talented you may be. Mm-hmm. You will fail. Yeah. And and I kind of feel that way with Alan Moore's. It just you do, I don't want to see that universe 20 years later. I don't mm-hmm. want to see that universe 30 years later. It I don't I don't mm-hmm. like I don't like that. I think it, it that that should be off limits. You want to do something before Watchmen? Fine. Mm-hmm. But during and after, no. That's just my take mm-hmm. on it. That's just my personal preference. And yeah. DC's not going to do that, obviously. Yeah. And it's fine. And, and I'm going to get over it. And I'm going to watch the TV show. But I, that's just my position. Yeah. And, I mean, I understand that. I um, I know you were um, trepidatious when they did it in the comics to mm-hmm. like to use the Watchmen as the, the springboard for Rebirth. Yes, very. Um, very much so. And, and I think... And I mean, Jeff Johns is no Alan Moore, but Jeff Johns does what he does yes. really well. That's why He's, that comic book works. Doomsday so Clock's well. not trying to be. It's not trying to Watchmen. be. No, it's more of the. It's more of what I I I thought when they first announced they were going to do this, which was the the examination of what happened after Watchmen. Yep. To D, and it's not you know to blame Watchmen, right. you know, but. More to blame DC and yes. Marvel for. Yes. Well, you guys took the wrong lesson. You from went Watchmen. down a dark path from Watchmen. Yes. And Alan Moore's always said his that was never his intention with exactly. Watchmen. And yeah. he's been vocal about that. Mm-hmm. His, his intention was never to be. And for someone who is Mr. Snake God, Satanic <laughs> Dark being, you that's, know, that's, that's, he's all, actually, that's, that's an act. He's, he's actually always approached the superhero genre as a very positive thing. Mm-hmm. Very positive thing. Yeah. He always wanted to focus on the, oddly enough, yeah. on the positive, hopeful aspects of the superhero mm-hmm. genre. I mean, he really yeah. has. Mm-hmm. Anyone reading Superman stuff can see that. Yes. Oh, but, yeah. But I, and, and I think he was, he, was trying to sh- he was trying to bring some real-world context to the story. Yeah, he was trying to do something different at the time. He wasn't telling yeah. him, take this path for the next 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> now, maybe Frank Miller was. <laughs> well, yeah, 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 you're right. And, 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 he, and, and I think Frank Miller was doing that. Yes. But I don't think Alan Moore was saying, please, DC, this is your playbook for the next 30 years. Exactly. And, and I think that's what Jeff Johns was addressing. Yes. And uh, I like it. And, I, and, and I'll yeah. openly admit, I think Johns has done a great job. And, and even though my preference is to leave the sure. characters alone, mm-hmm. he's done a great job on Doomsday Clock. Yes. I, and I, I agree with that as well. I think, that's, um, I think that that's the best use they could have possibly made. I mean, Alan Moore probably like went out and screamed to the heavens when he heard the news. Oh, I'm sure. But... I think I think they've done a good job because they're not like you said they're not trying to do Alan Moore no. they're doing their own thing. And Jeff Johns has been very respectful. Oh yeah, definitely. And I, and, and I think Jeff Johns, be, being a comic book guy, being a DC guy, mm-hmm. has a lot of respect for Alan Moore. Yes. And I don't know if Damon Lindelof has that level of respect for Alan Moore, and that concerns me too. Yeah, I mean, I know I know Lindelof is a is a is a nerd, a nerdy mm-hmm. type. Um, but I mean, we'll. 
We'll see. We'll see. I guess we'll see. (laughs) But at the same time, you know, the thing with Watchmen is that, like, like you said, I don't, I don't want them to do anything with it. But I I know it's what they're going to. And when that, I remember when that Watchmen movie came out, which I mean. People like to hate it. I don't think it's terrible. It's, it's I mean, fine. It's fine. It's not the worst movie you'll yeah. ever see, for crying out loud. Exactly. And, and I could have done without as much blue penis. Sure. And the sex scene in the... In the, in that, the, in the, the yeah, they were, they were, they were, that was bad. They were bad moments. With, with that song. Yeah. Wrong song yes. for the wrong scene, and, and it just was just, over the top cheese. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, that, that, some stuff in there was, was bad. But, but overall, it was fine. Yeah, but then again, you know, and given who it was directed by... <laughs> Exactly. Like, hey, it's, For him, it was actually pretty good. Given, yeah. Given mm, Snacks, Zach Snyder's it's track record. Track record. Yeah. yeah, I agree. But um, it's but it's just one of the questions. Like, well, who could have made that work? Right. I mean, people will swear up and down that David Fincher could have done it, but I don't. I don't know. Right. Right. Um. So I. And as far as like people handling it on the small screen goes, mm-hmm. I mean, they could have done a lot worse. Mm-hmm. But they could have done a lot better. So I'm. It's one. It's a tricky property. I don't know it if is. I would have wanted them to have just done a reboot of the sh- or a remake of the series on TV. I mean, TV is probably a better way to exp- expand on it more than a movie. But I don't know. Eh, I don't know. I'd rather it not be just. Hey, let's just do Watchmen again. But at the same time, <laughs> going into the future makes me feel a little bit more trepidatious. Uh, I don't know. I'm very conflicted. <laughs> Fair enough. We'll see Making soon me enough. worried. <laughs> exactly. We, we shall yeah. see. We'll see. Uh, the last bit of news from DC, and this kind of plays off what we were just talking about, Stephen. Yeah. I think you know where I'm going with this. Oh, it was this, no. this stuff always makes me chuckle to pieces, and yes. it's not really how you think about. It's, I don't really care about your view on it. Sure. Uh, not you, particularly <laughs> people in general. It doesn't matter where you, what side of the view you fall on. It's just this. Fan entitlement these days is yeah. amazing. It is amazing, mm-hmm. and I blame we, I mean, you blame social media because because it, it, it gave every drooling idiot out there a trumpet to blow on. Yeah, and mm-hmm. you know I got a horn, I'm gonna blow it, and doesn't matter how dumb I am, I'm gonna blow it anyway. <laughs> and it's equally as valid as everyone else. E- yes, it is. So Ugh. there has been a petition on Change.org, which you know, boy, that that website, good, good, good idea. Mm-hmm. Best intentions yeah. has really been let off the rails by by the fact that people are stupid. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, let's cut to the chase. The fact is, most people dumb. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the internet and social media is proving that every day. Oh yeah. And so change.org, good idea, but not when given the hands of the masses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So someone named Elena Shestakova, don't know who that is. Doesn't really matter for the purpose of the story. Yeah. Has started a petition on change.org. Calling for DC Entertainment to make the Joker gay again. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> you can't just have speculation. It must be clearly spelled out. Uh, the petition says that the Joker is a character with almost 80 years of history, half of which was portrayed as homosexual. So that means then half of it he was not. So I'm not too sure, Stephen, if that helps you or hurts you. <laughs> He's been up for 80 years and 40 he was 40, he wasn't. Okay. Neil, and, and then the petitioner says that Neil Adams himself, okay, well, Neil Adams, great artist, agreed, uh, a great artist in the 70s, not the guy who created the character, yeah. not the guy who drew the character in the, in the 30s, the 40s, the 50s, the 60s, 
or the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s. Yeah. I mean, and I'm a huge Neil Adams fan. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think Neil Adams is the be all end all of how you write the Joker. No. I mean, it's kind of a random source, isn't it? I, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Just saying. Yeah, that's like saying um, um, somebody on the Avengers is um, is actually a, a cripple, and Lionel U agrees. Yes. Like, it's okay. one artist Got it. who drew one of the characters. Right. Okay. So <laughs> he said that the Joker was and always has been homosexual. Why? Again, I don't. I, I mean, I guess anyone could say anything, but I mean, I don't know how Neil Adams, the guy who drew the character in the 70s, would know about anything before or after his run on the title, but okay. And uh, other other comic authors and artists have for decades have shared this opinion, and that's why it's so important to return him to his homosexuality. So the complaint in the petition is uh, the, the returning him is evidently in Batman animated series. He's hooked up with Harley Quinn, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, and. That uh, he was heterosexual, obviously, but Harley now is is, is uh, openly exploring her bisexuality with mm -hmm. her uh, with poison ivy, poison ivy yeah. secret marriage. Mm -hmm. And the petition notes that DC's queer villains are almost all bisexual women. Okay. Uh, right. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. I I got it. And that um, DC isn't that the, the petitioner is not calling on DC to graft something new to a beloved character but to restore something that's always been there. What? Well, it's not always been there, but okay. Restore what's always been there. Right. That and doesn't make any sense. Right. And so, and, and that's the, the, important because sometimes fictional characters are something real people hold on to. Oh my God, if you're holding on to the Joker oh God. in order to help you through real world life, you, yeah, you, you have a problem. You need therapy. You mm -hmm. need therapy. Um, uh, you know, Maybe if we were talking about a character who is a positive role model, yeah. I would get that approach. Mm -hmm. You know, like I get that. I get the importance that Black Panther holds yeah. for a, a huge number of of readers who are black, mm -hmm. and 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 that is a positive role model, yep. inspirational role model. I get that importance. Mm -hmm. I get that. Um, just like for Hispanic people, you have. So just like for Asian people, you have. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean. Okay, can, just I like guess, for Arab people, you have. Um, I mean. I okay. Guess, anyhow, Black Panther for for the um, for, for African Americans. You for the have. Three, yeah, for the three people who know who Shang Chi is, that's great. <laughs> so good. Yes. So I, I get it. If this is a it, it, when you're talking a a a positive role model yeah. character, mm -hmm. yes, I totally agree about the importance. I do. I get. The importance of 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 that that character has for real people to hold on to. Mm -hmm. When you're talking about a character that is oh, a rapist, murderer, child, child molester, yeah. child killer, psychopath, psychopath. That that's not yeah. the kind of character. Partner abuser. Part, yeah, oh yes, yeah, spousal yeah. abuse. Yeah. Uh, you know, a domestic abuser. Yeah, pretty much anything in the book except maybe a Nazi. That might be the only thing he has. Right. Done. So I mean, that that's that's the character that people need to hold on to for an identity. 
Like, no, it's, no, it's just as bad as the people who look at Harley Quinn and the Joker and this like, oh, the relationship goals or whatever. I'm like, y'all are so yeah, relationship no. goals. He beat her. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I'm like, are you gonna be the victim of domestic abuse? Are y'all being like ironic right now? I, yeah, I, I, because it's not funny. <laughs> right. So, um, anyhow. <laughs> that is that. I, wow, I can't. I can't so that. I think I think you know, and and the petition talks about you know there's there's you know there's feminine traits to to Joker's character. Why are we still talking and, about this? And this it's is like stupid. it is like I, I view him more like like uh, Deadpool sure. in the movies where yeah. he's not he's not gay. He's not straight. He's just he's freaking just, crazy. Yeah, he's he's, he's him. just he's yeah. him. He he defies all boundaries. Yeah. He's everything <laughs> and he's anything. That's the magic of the character. So yes. if you were to make him definitively gay, you're ruining the magic of the character. The magic of the character is you don't know what he is because he's so detached from reality. He doesn't know what he is. Yeah. And Grant Morrison was brilliant in explaining how a way all the different types of jokers we've gotten. Mm-hmm. Because he keeps changing. Yeah. Because he's so insane. Sometimes he's homicidal Joker. Sometimes he's jokey Joker. Sometimes mm-hmm. he's cartoony Joker. Sometimes yeah. he's clown prince Joker. He doesn't even know. He's that insane. Yeah. He is everything and he is nothing. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. he is the embodiment. He's the actual embodiment of chaos. Yeah. Chaos. Mm-hmm. Chaos that has no order. That is what chaos is. By yeah. giving him order. He's got to be gay. Yeah. You're taking away the chaos theory of the Joker. Of the Joker. Yeah. Okay. So it doesn't work. It's the wrong. I get the intention. It's sure. the wrong character. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Why do you want why do you want queer people to be villains? I don't know. It's like that's the thing with the villains thing. It's like, well, they're mostly bisexual women. It's like, well, actually, you know, Harley Quinn, I mean, she's she's more of an anti hero now than a villain. Right. And so is Poison Ivy. So I'm I, I don't, I don't get and that. Do like, why turn, don't you, don't do you, you want a a positive character, right? And not like a, a you know, a all new, all different. Oh, hey, here you go. Toss some bland mush out there, and that's that's your role model, right? right. <laughs> and, and, and they're talking about how you can t- play up Joker versus Batman as never ending unrequited love, you know? It's, and I'm like, they've done that. They've done it. It's been yeah. done. Got it. It's been done. He's crazy. Yeah. He's crazy. So I, I, I think I don't. So for me, it's totally the wrong character. Yeah. And it, it ruins the character by giving order to a character that doesn't employ order ever. It kind of misses the point of the character. And right. I get the desire for representation 100%. And so maybe there is a, you know, you got Iceman with Marvel. Um, you got North Star with Marvel. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't force people to buy the comic. Okay, yeah. they mm-hmm. don't sell. I, I I can't control that. Can DC come up with a character that is a positive, wonderful role model? Absolutely, they can. Oh, yeah, they can, and I think that would make more sense. Um, so for me, I think it's it's an odd an odd request to something that doesn't really help a character, and it just goes into this. Fan demanding the 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 fan entitlement that we have these. Look, I I I voice my opinion all the time about DC and Marvel, and I say when I don't agree with something, I've never demanded they do anything to mm-hmm. to satisfy my niche needs. I mean, I have been asking for a kick-ass Hispanic superhero forever. Mm-hmm. It's never going to happen, Stephen. Mm-hmm. I get that. 
I'm going to keep asking for it, but I'm not going to go on petition.org. I'm not going to demand. DC and Marvel, I guess, have decided for whatever financial reasons, they just don't need to do that. Yeah. And that's fine. I mean, I, I, I don't have to like it. It's yeah. not my company. They're mm-hmm. not my characters. I don't own DC's characters. They mm-hmm. do. I don't own Marvel's characters. They do. Yeah. Now, I can voice an opinion, but for me to dictate terms, mm-hmm. you should be listening to my niche concerns. Yeah. No, they're going to do what's best for them and their bottom line. Yeah. Now, you want to make a change? You want to make a change? Mm-hmm. Don't buy the comic if you don't like it. Yeah. If you don't agree with the position that a company it. is taking... Mm-hmm. The best way, petition.org is a crappy way to get to get DC or Marvel to change because all they care about is the bottom line, yeah. the money, the money. That's that's people. These are capitalist mm-hmm. corporations. Okay, yeah. I don't know what you think we're doing here. They're there to make do one thing only: money, money. make yeah. money. Mm-hmm. So if I when I voiced when DC uh, rolled out the new Fifty Two, Stephen, did I go yeah. to petition.org and demand that they get rid of it? No, I stopped buying them. And guess what happened? A lot of other people like me stopped, stopped buying, buying them, them. Yeah. and the sales cratered. And what happened? <gasps> they got rid of the new 52. <laughs> Marvel rolled out all new, all different. What did I do? Go to petition.org and say, get rid of it? No, I stopped buying them. What did a lot of other people start doing? Stop they stopped them. buying them. Mm-hmm. What happened? Marvel got rid of all new, all different. Well, you, kind of. <laughs> right. Got rid of, they gutted a lot of it. They're in the process. They're yes. in the process. So, <laughs> I mean, you want to affect change in a company? Yeah. Do it with your do it with your wallet. Yeah, that's I don't I don't want to get into into all that because you know that's a whole other can of worms. But I tell people all the time when they talk about um, you know, oh this company didn't do what I want, so I'm going to sue them. It's like why? Why don't you take your your grievances with them? Like if there's just like legit discrimination going on, then put Come it on the <laughs> internet because yes. yeah, go see Rob. Go see he me. The business. <laughs> I'll make you some money. No. However, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> if you want to not clog up the legal system, <laughs> Shh, <laughs> don't listen to Stephen <laughs> and um, not turn this into a charge thing. Just turn it into a charge thing. <laughs> don't listen to him, please. People, people, listen to me, please. Um, it's like you could just put something out on Twitter and get the attention of people, and their business will evaporate like that because yes. they don't want to support people like that. Yeah, that's right. It's it's Companies it's honestly make- it's so much simpler. Yes. <laughs> Seriously, you're, you're, but you're speaking with with your dollars means yes, everything. It means everything. And look, this petitioner. Dude, have your view. That's cool. I don't oh, care about sure. your view. If yeah. you want the Joker to be like that, awesome. Great. Rock on. Yeah. I have no problem with that. Yeah. None. But if you think you're in enti- DC owes you something, yeah. you think DC owes you personally something to do what you mm-hmm. personally want? Yeah. No, that's that you're being a child. Yeah. Stop. Don't do that. Yeah. Like just because you, I'm assuming this person's politics, just because you don't like that we're in a capitalist society does not mean that you should not operate like you live in one. Right. Just don't buy it. Yeah, use the system. Or if <laughs> if they roll out a a uh, a like an Iceman title, sure, you better yeah, buy, buy it. Buy it. Yeah, buy it. Mm-hmm. Buy a couple of copies and give it to your friends. Yeah, and that's how things succeed. Yeah, and that's it's like why do you think these all new characters haven't gone on? It's like, well, I like it. It's like, okay, well, have you tried to get other people to like it? Yep. Have you support like really talk to people about it? People who are more probably more the target audience, right? Uh, no. It's like, congrats, it's your fault that it failed. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Uh, from Marvel Comics, Stephen, a little bit of news. Sure. Guess what? What? You know how DC and Marvel, when something works, they roll with it. Oh, yeah. And they roll with it mm. all over the place. Mm-hmm. Old Man Logan, popular. Yeah. 
Old Man great. Hawkeye. Popular. That's pretty good, yeah. Guess what we're getting now? Oh, God. Old Man Quill. <sighs> That's right. Yes, sir. Old Man Quill. Written by Ethan Sachs, artist Robert Gill. Steven, Old Man Quill. Bring it on. What do you think? <laughs> I think Steven had a heart attack and passed out and died on us. <sighs> yeah, Steven. No. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna, just gonna, say gonna, no? just gonna go with that. Just, no. <laughs> Are you excited? Do you like this approach? No. <laughs> I um it, it uh, I I why? 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 Seriously. Like, e- Ethan. Ethan, buddy. I, n- I know that you know, you're know you a writer and you want to write and make money, but you don't have to take every check that they give you. <laughs> do the right thing. Just say no. Say, hey, you know what? No. I'll pass. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I, I found it to be funny. I mean, give hey, give it to re- one of your, your rando writers that nobody knows about right? and let them uh, run this train into the ground, please. No, we are going to be reviewing the first issue, of course. You know oh, my God. <laughs> Steven's like, why? Ethan, don't be the one <laughs> who gets blamed for derailing this train, please. Right. I still like you. <laughs> uh, uh, other bit of news from Marvel. Sort of from Marvel. Okay. So... <laughs> We have a pug. They've announced. I know. Coco the pug is back in the studio, and she is really excited to see Steven right now. She is so happy. Yes. Um, She is very excited about old man Quill. Yes. Uh, Steven, Marvel (laughs) announced that they're going to use their new Marvel action titles Mm -hmm. to give kids an entry point to comics. That's a great idea. That's a that's a wonderful idea. And you know what? However, <laughs> however, <laughs> these awesome Marvel action titles designed to get kids to read comics about Marvel characters is being published by IDW. <laughs> what <laughs> in the hell, Steven? What? I, we, what we, oh my why? god! Why? Why? <laughs> this makes no sense. <laughs> that I, Steven, please tell me what's going on. Please tell me what's going on here. I, I, I think Disney wants to purchase IDW and go I, with them instead. I, Steven, <laughs> what, what, what? Explain to me why, why Marvel Comics isn't publishing these Marvel action titles. What's the reason for this? You know, I got I got nothing for you because it doesn't make any sense. Um, what, what, well, why? first of, I mean, why are they not publishing just regular Disney titles that, that are meant more for why, kids? Why aren't they publishing the Disney titles? Why yeah. aren't they publishing the Pixar titles? Can you explain to me why Marvel isn't publishing all of these titles for Disney? I don't understand. Does Disney truly hate Marvel Comics this much? I don't know. Do that's they? that's do not. They? <laughs> well, I think they do now. I don't oh. remember. Because I remember um, that because uh, Marvel used to do some of them. I remember they did the the Muppets comic book for a while. Yes, back when that was around. But they do the Star Wars comics? They do the Star Wars comics. I what in the? I mean, D- DC does the Warner Brothers comic books, like Thank the, you. the Looney Tunes and stuff like All that. All the Hanna Barbera comics are yep, done that's by right. DC. Um, I, 
what am I missing here, Stephen? This is uh. asinine. <laughs> this is utterly asinine that that Disney isn't giving all of these properties to, to Marvel, Marvel to do the. Yeah. Co- it is asinine that you have IDW doing Marvel superhero comics. Yeah, it is and idiotic <laughs> that they're doing Pixar and Walt Disney animated yeah. comics. This is idiotic. But the Marvel characters is like a whole nother level of stupid. Yeah. I, it makes no sense. It's, I mean, I'd, like the only thing I think of is like, well, maybe they don't have the infrastructure to do all this stuff. And I was like, oh, it's Disney. Uh, it's you Disney. buy them more. Thank you. But Disney is just, I don't get that. And IDW, like, that's like what? That's maybe the fourth most popular publisher. Yes. And so you take that one instead of the, and I like IDW a lot. I'm not trying Me to too. dog on them or anything like that. But instead of the one or two most popular publisher you go with the fourth one yes that so i don't i don't under i mean maybe they look at how they handle other licensed property i guess or maybe they're just they just really want them so like well hey that's a lot of valuable property can we buy that right (laughs) i don't know it's 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 just maybe they just don't like the management I, 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 Maybe I, they don't I, know who the management is. I don't think they know. Who I don't works think they know who Publishing. works at Marvel Publishing either. No. Um. If y'all, if if you guys really don't want Marvel comics on your payroll or whatever, then give it to an actual publishing company. Move that staff over there and let them do it from there. Totally it's like agree. stop doing this. Yeah, it doesn't it make no sense. any sense. And it doesn't make Marvel... It, it, it reflects poorly on Marvel publishing. It makes them look like dopes. Yeah. Like and you don't have confidence in them or something. D- Disney, you like not spending money, right? So why are you licensing to somebody else right. to do your stuff? Yep. It's like... It's crazy. Bob. Bob. Really? I know. I know you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you thinking? I mentioned money, so I know he's listening. That's right. Like... Th- think about that, please. Just don't don't let your people make dumb decisions. Yes. Just, just. It's crazy. I, I, it's crazy. That, that blows my. I'd rather have old man Quill than that. Uh, please, I, yes. Lord Amen. 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 Uh, the last bit of thing from Marvel Comics themselves, they've sure. announced Stephen. They have announced that Carol Danvers <laughs> in the in the Marvel com in, in her new Captain Marvel comic book. Because remember, it's getting restarted again, Captain Marvel number one, yeah. for like the 18th billion time in the yeah. past five years. Uh, she's going to need a boyfriend. A new boyfriend. <gasps> well, I'm going to change.org change. right now. Click, 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 click. She better not have a new boyfriend. I am really pissed off about this. Yeah. Uh, Steven, what I like about it, though, is what gets what I Carol love is the most. a strong, independent woman who don't need no man. <laughs> need a man, damn it. And so what I love about it is, you know, you, you read news off of, you know, you got comic book resources, you got Newsarama. Those are the two places you go for comic book news. Those common, right? <laughs> news, in air quotes. Because yeah. they're both, sh- they're, they're just shills for, they're just shills for Marvel and DC. Yeah. I mean, they are. And I love yeah. how they write their, their articles because it's almost like they got, they, they just take, they cut and paste out of Marvel's or DC's press release right into their article. <laughs> right? But they, but they don't quote it. They, they, they make yeah. it look like it's their own words. We got the scoop, guys. You know what I mean? It's hilarious. <laughs> because this one about the new boyfriend, Captain Marvel, the author of this article says, this is great, ready? Um, this is what the author says. Captain Mar- uh, uh, part of the reason um, for this character's meteoric rise. Oh, God. Meteoric rise? 
That comic is selling on its best day like twenty thousand units. It sells like crap on a stick. Yeah, mete- meteor. And let's, let's. Are you kidding me? Let's change the metaphor. Meteoric meteors fall. They don't. They don't rise. I love it. <laughs> I love it. But it's great because it's like it's like they just they're just cut and pasting from that press release. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? That is cut and paste right from the. Pre- that is the <laughs> ignorance of a real of reality I that only a press release it. can maintain. They yes. also the author also says Captain Marvel is quickly becoming one of Marvel's most iconic characters. What? Again, it's she struggles to sell like twenty thousand yeah. units. The title's been canceled eight billion times <laughs> in the past five years. I, but I, it's just so cute how they just cut and paste from the press releases yeah. from their corporate overlords at Marvel or DC. It's adorable. Um, <laughs> some other interesting news from Disney. We'll rise up the ranks here from lowly Marvel publishing to, to Disney. <laughs> What's interesting, Stephen. <laughs> Is that Disney mm-hmm. has announced that uh, Marvel Rising Secret Warriors, yes, Marvel Animation's yes. Marvel Animation's first animated TV show, mm-hmm. uh huh, that probably won't be released on any uh, Disney TV shows. I'm just gonna take a guess. I just know, because, right? Because you know, IDW. Let's put it on uh, uh, MTV. Why not? <laughs> yes, it's going to star Miss Marvel, Squirrel Girl, Patriot, Quake. Miss America or America Chavez, whatever, Inferno, and uh, also Carol Danvers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how she got in there. I don't know wow. how she got in there, but okay. Talk about a downgrade. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Carol's slumming, isn't We're she? We're going to put you with the kids. <laughs> that is so funny. So interesting. They, they think this is going to bring in... Um, uh, uh, probably little girls. They're probably that's my guess. So anyway, but I find it interesting is their it's their first TV animated <laughs> movie, and I'm guessing hmm. we might see more of these. I mean, I don't really care about the movie, this movie itself. But what sure. I think is interesting. May we now see with the new Disney streaming service being unleashed next year? Are we going to see Marvel Animation doing more TV movies exclusively for the Disney streaming service? Well, I hope not, because their animation is horrendous. Yeah, it's not the best, which is kind of odd. You're owned by Disney now, which has yeah. the best animation in the universe. Can't Disney beef up their ranks with some <laughs> some talent? Uh, you would think so, wouldn't you? But uh, um, <laughs> once again, yeah, to show you how much they care. Um, um, I mean, I certainly hope that. I mean, if they're going to put all this money into the streaming service, then I mean, I I presume they'll try to, you know. At least beef up the quality a little bit. It doesn't have to be like. Um, well, it doesn't have to be like. Doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be level. Animation. Yeah, it doesn't have to be even a, a, a Bruce Tim level. It just has to be something. It does good. Right, right, <laughs> right. But it'd be interesting if they do more of these Marvel movies because DC's done a good job with their animated movies. Oh yeah, and it'd be mm-hmm. nice to see Marvel start doing. They yeah, need to catch something. up to DC with the animated movies. DC's really done a good job with oh, that. Oh, yeah. Really, really good job with their mm-hmm. animated films. And having a streaming service... Just their animated the, TV shows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Having a streaming service, would really, it'd really be smart to get Marvel animation up and going. Yes. And start to crank out some quality movies. Mm-hmm. I'd really like to see that. Yeah. Um, and um, it would be nice, I mean, if they could, if they could do like a... Like a uh, like a like a Justice League or a Justice League Unlimited type show. That way, you know, you could expose all these all these lesser characters, yes. and if they become popular, then hey, there's a movie studio waiting to make a movie about them. So That's right, it's like the exactly. the, tr- the train of <laughs> the train of capitalism rolls on. Exactly. <laughs> We're getting sidetracked by Coco the pug. She just attacked our stuffed Stitch. 
how dare she? She kind of looks like Stitch. Um, <laughs> Disney did unleash, Stephen, the name of the new Disney streaming service. It is called Disney Plus, a Disney Plus sign. More like they kind of like like squeaked it out. They did. It, they, like... they, Bob Iger announced it during their fourth quarter results <laughs> um, at the shareholder meeting. And it's going to, it's interesting, Stephen, this is going to launch in the second half of 2019. That's all they would say. Yeah. They're using the BAMTech technology that they purchased that was created by Major League Baseball. It's fantastic technology. It, it's, it's the foundation for like almost all streaming services. Uh, it's really good. This is the rundown, Stephen, of the content right now, as we know, mm-hmm. for Disney+. Plus. Right. The new, the new original content. We're going to get a new series based on Disney Channel's High School Musical. We're going to get a Yay. new animated series based on Pixar's Monsters, Inc. Okay. I like that. We're going to get a movie called Noel, starring Anna Kendrick as Santa's daughter. We're going to get a live-action version of Lady and the Tramp. We're going to get a movie called Togo. On the streaming service? Yes. Yes. Are you not going to put that in theaters? No, on the streaming service, Stephen. Holy cow. I know. I didn't see that coming at all. Oh, that is going to be a disaster. <laughs> um, they got a movie called Togo about a famous and dangerous sled dog relay starring Willem Dafoe. Wow, I don't know what that is. Steven just did a double take. Is he playing the sled dog? <laughs> Isn't that crazy? He got Willem Dafoe. Oh, Jesus Christ. D- they're going to have a documentary series giving an exclusive and unprecedented look at Walt Disney Imagineering. Okay, I want to see that. Yeah, that I am good. all over that yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to have a movie called Timmy Failure that's based on a book series which follows an 11-year-old boy who believes he's the best detective in the town and runs an agency, Total Failure, Inc., with his partner, an imaginary 1,200-pound polar bear named Rolo Tukas. <laughs> I like that name. Okay. <laughs> uh, Steven's like, okay, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. And then they're going to be uh, doing, uh, turning the movie High Fidelity into a TV series starring Zoe Kravitz. Okay, they're good for her. Also, going to have Stephen. Yes. The Mandalorian, which we've talked about. Yes. And speaking of the Mandalorian, Stephen, they have announced another actor for that show. Who? Apollo Creed. Carl Weathers is going to be on it. Hell yeah! Wow. Yes, sir. Okay. How awesome is that? That's yeah. Come on, Stephen. You know that's cool. Yeah. Come on, Carl Weathers. (laughs) Yeah. Uh huh. I'm down with that. That is fantastic. Um, they've also announced, in addition to The Mandalorian, they're going to have a new season of the animated series, The Clone Wars. Oh, that's right. Yes, yep. sir. And there's that Resistance show, I think, or and whatever. And yeah. they've announced... Announced. A new live-action Star Wars series mm-hmm. starring Diego Luna oh. as Cassian Andor. Yeah, the Rogue One prequel. During right. the formative years of the Rebellion, it's going to be kind of like a spy thriller show... And uh, I don't know about that one, Stephen. But uh, I don't know, Stephen. For me, <laughs> Cassian Andor was kind of who? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he wasn't the focus of the Rogue One movie at all. No. He's just a bit player, yeah. and he got killed. Yeah, and. It's just, okay, so y'all clearly didn't think this through ahead of time. Yeah, so you're doing a prequel a prequel on a character that wasn't the focus of the movie that gets killed. 
I guess, Stephen, my my interest in a character, Stephen, in a TV show. This is gonna sound weird. And again, this is one of these like, <laughs> it's just me. I'm not expecting everyone else to agree. This is a, this is one of those like my own personal hangups. Okay, this is why this sh- this show probably won't appeal to me that much. Where other people will love it, and I get it, and that's cool. People are totally different. Sure. About prequels, my interest in a character, Stephen really drops when I know that they're going to be dead in a couple of years. Yeah. This, this, the show's going to be set mm-hmm. a few years prior to, um, maybe five years prior to the, yeah. the, the events of Rogue One. Mm-hmm. I, okay, the, so the he's re- reason why I, die. I have a hard time getting invested in the show because you already know the end of the story. Yeah, and the thing about it is that... You know what I mean? If, if there's nothing set up for the movie, like, I mean, he's... like I mean, I like the actor. I like Diego Luna No, he's fine. He's a yeah. great actor, but he's... Um, but that character is a giant nothing burger in that movie. Oh, absolutely. So yes. what are we supposed to be? It's one of those things. It's like when you get to the end of Rogue One and they have this big, giant, like awesome scene with Darth Vader. Yes. But his very next lightsaber fight is that little dinky <gasps> thing with Obi-Wan. The, yeah. <laughs> like shuffling around and smacking yes. a stick or something like yes. that. It's like, yes. this, this doesn't really match up. Right. And and but it's worse with a character thing because like, why are we? Who cares if he didn't show these traits in the movie? Why are we supposed to care about right. them now? Now and if it's going to lead to nothing, yeah, we know then he gets why killed should in five we years. Care? Right, and, that, and, why, yeah, and that's my thing is like, there's there's going to be no there's going I'm not going to be concerned about his. At no point during the TV show am I going to be worried he might actually get killed because yeah, we already know he no, survives no to get tension, to Rogue One. Yeah. No tension there. Mm-hmm. I know he dies in, in however many years. Yeah. So if there's any possible love interest, we know it's pointless because you're going any it's kind of like possible solo, any possible you know. future growth. I'm not invested in any possible future growth because I know there isn't any because he's going to be dead in a couple of years. Yeah. So you, you that's can, why you know you people are like, well, Solo that was uh, like, well, yeah, but we, Han Solo is dead. Right. We we saw his entire arc. We saw them completely undo his entire arc mm-hmm. and then have him die. So what's what what is the point? Yeah. And if for a character like I guess what they were going for with uh, Cassian was something kind of like Han Solo. No, they fall horribly short. Oh that. yeah, but they fall short. But also, it's like why are you going to give it the whole story away? Right. It's not interesting. Right. At all when you tell me everything about this guy. Yep. And I mean, a prequels only work like once, like like you said, when the character's not dead, or when there really is something like the creators have an idea. Okay, yep. this is really what we want to do. Yep. Explore this other side of the universe. Like yep. I think, um, I think that show Better Call Saul is great. Yep. Because they well, There's first a lot of all, of Saul. There. Yeah, and first of all, Saul Goodman's not dead in the right. show. And they kind of flash forward at points to show what's mm-hmm. going on. So that they have that angle. They have the, okay, well, this character has some stuff. We had a plan, yep, a five-season plan, a story we wanted to get to, and that's how you do it. I don't think that they had that because no. this just seems like a, well, well, I mean, Diego Luna is great, but he's not really well-known here right? where he can get the most money. Right. So we can do this. It's, it's more of a, they had resources. They didn't have a story. Right. It's like, well, we need something for the streaming service. He'll do it. Yeah. It's Star Wars. Bingo. I have a studio. Make it Let's happen. do it. <laughs> yeah. The other the other shows for the Disney Plus service, Stephen, will be the Loki TV show, the Scarlet Witch TV show, the Falcon in Winter Soldier TV show. But I thought they were dead. <laughs> <laughs> and a fourth untitled Marvel series. Yeah. 
I heard it was supposed to be. Uh, it's rumored to be one about the vision. I think. Nah, that's the rumor. But he's dead. <laughs> exactly. So that you're going to get all that, and Iger said that the price point is going to be less than Netflix. Bull. So. Bull. Uh, uh, we'll see on that. Um, <laughs> yeah. I gotta say, Stephen, that is a a pretty impressive lineup of original content. New original content for the streaming service. It is. They're not messing around. No. They are not messing around at all. And there is some potential there. No doubt about it. Yeah, and more is coming probably. Uh, yes. And um, I mean the 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 rumored Muppet Show reboot. Mm-hmm. So on. And more so forth. is absolutely coming. Yes. And what's interesting is when they announced the Disney Plus service, Stephen, it was during their fourth quarter earnings. Mm-hmm. And just real briefly for you, Stephen, yeah. li- the only thing that really. I think you, is interesting for the purpose of this podcast is that listen to these numbers. Media networks, mm-hmm. that's their cable and broadcast TV. Yeah. Uh, fourth quarter, it was up 9%, mm-hmm. $5.9 billion. Uh, the <laughs> parks and resorts, that's of the course. part of Disney is near and dear to my heart. Yeah. By far and away, my favorite part of Disney. And theirs. And theirs too. <laughs> uh, up 9%, Stephen, to $5.07 billion. Oh, you know, 909. <laughs> oh. Studio Entertainment, which is what most people listening to the podcast think about. Sure. Because it has Marvel Studios tucked into it and yeah. Star Wars tucked into it as well. Mm-hmm. That was up 50%. $2.15 billion. Yeah, well, we know where that came from. <laughs> and then consumer products and interactive media, mm-hmm. that is where Marvel Comics publishing is hidden. Yeah. Down 8%, $1.12 billion. And Ooh. what's interesting from this number, Stephen, is that when you go into detail about the the consumer products and interactive media, and what's funny is next year, Stephen. <laughs> Let's find the drag. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Next year, Stephen, consumer products and interactive media starting mm-hmm. next quarter. Uh, Disney has announced that's going to be rolled into parks and resorts, mm-hmm. so they can hide that loss now. Yeah. Uh huh. Isn't that curious how they're doing that? Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Sure. Oh, is ain't curious. <laughs> uh huh. So the drop now they don't talk about Marvel publishing. So there's no way to talk about how well it's doing or not doing. But, Stephen, the fact that they don't even discuss Marvel publishing at any point when discussing consumer products and interactive media lets you know, A, how successful or not it is, and B, how much they give a crap about it. Okay? But what they do mention, Stephen, is that some of the lower income for consumer products and interactive media stems from decreased revenue in products based on Star Wars. <laughs> I'm telling you, I've, I've, and I've said this at the beginning, wow. you, 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 you transform Star Wars into a princess, uh, into a princess yeah. franchise, which mm-hmm. is what they've tried. Yeah. And, and again, that's what they know. Mm-hmm. And you wage War, and that's and there's no other term. Kathleen Kennedy and Rian Johnson have waged war. I don't care how you think about whatever things are being debated. They have waged war on their Bellwether fans. Mm-hmm. The Bellwether fans, those are the fans yeah. who buy everything you make. Mm-hmm. They're the ones buying all your merch and yeah. your toys. It's your Bellwether fans that are doing that. They, Johnson and Kennedy have waged war on those people. Yeah. And, and now, what are you seeing? Mm-hmm. 
I, you know, Stephen, you got to make your bellwether fans happy first. I yeah. get you want you want to make this a princess property. I get you want to bring in um, little girls. I totally understand that. That is that is what Disney has done best mm-hmm. historically. Historically, yeah. is is targeting uh, younger girls. Mm-hmm. I get that, and and hey, that's great. You want to try to bring in more people to uh, a property. That's great idea. But you can't do it by excluding or ignoring your core fan base. Yeah. Your core demographic must be serviced first. And then you try to expand after that. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? I, I have no problem trying to expand into other demographics. That's smart business. Well, yeah. But you mm-hmm. have to make your core demographic happy first. It's like the WWE. You know, They pushed Roman Reigns forever because, well, women like him. Well, but your core demographic are men between the ages yeah. of 18 and 45. That is your mm-hmm. core demo, and they hate the guy. And yeah. your TV ratings have plummeted, and your house show ticket sales plummet, and mm-hmm. your merchandise sale plummets because you're chasing a demographic that is not your core demographic. Yeah. Keep Roman Reigns on the show, but don't push him as the top guy. You yeah. can roll him out there and make all the women go, Ooh, he's so dreamy. And mm-hmm. that's great. That's fine. But you know, you got you, you got to make your core demographic happy first and I'm telling yeah. you, this this is not good news that that, that Star Wars toys and merchandise, Stephen, was mm-hmm. a juggernaut. It, yeah, was it was a juggernaut. Mm-hmm. It's not now. They're losing. I never thought I'd see the day where they would be losing money on Star Wars on Star Wars merch. Yeah, the well, first of all, uh, uh, get better, Roman Reigns. I know. <laughs> yeah, that is actually sad news. Yeah, happened. that was yeah. actually pretty that bad. Is, that is sad um, news. But and yeah, I mean. And I understand, like obviously, you know, Kathleen Kennedy. She's the she's the captain of that ship, so she's the one to blame for for most of this. And I will say, I know people are like, "Well, they just wanted to do something different." There's a way to do that, and then there's a way to then there's the way they did it. Yes, it was not right. It's not it's not handled well. How about no. we just say that? Correct. Um, but I think that this has been this franchise has been very mishandled by Long everybody time. Long who time, has my friend. done it. And yes. Yeah, because, I mean, the you have the stuff, the movies, which, yes, we can probably blame on, on Kathleen, even though Bob Iger surprisingly took the credit for it. He did. Or the blame for it. He's like, I know. It's my fault. I know. Blah, blah, blah. Um, so thanks, Bob. Um, and the, uh, the, the comics that they put out, like, they just put so much out there. Yep. And did not let anybody breathe. It's like Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars, mm-hmm. Star Wars, Star Wars. Like, and then ultimately, nobody's buying them because yes. they are ultimately. Because when you start seeing Doctor Alpha or whatever, I don't even know Dr. who that Afra. is. <laughs> Afra. Yes. See there, yes. I don't even know the name of the character. Yes. It's like okay, this is just a waste of my money. She's on a meteoric rise, Stephen. Uh, <laughs> uh, right. Yeah. Right into the trash can. That's where. That's where they're rising to. And then, and even like something else that should have been just a knockout hit was the video games, and they handed it to the worst company in the world. Yeah. EA. Yep. And guess what? They blew it. Yep. Yep. So Disney, maybe you want to rethink how you're approaching this. Agreed. <laughs> just, just have a little, a little, a little soft. Not like a reboot of the franchise, but a reboot of your business strategy yes. with Star Wars. Yeah, change your approach. Because it has not worked. No. At all. Uh, what's interesting, though, I will say, you got to give them this, even with their mismanagement of the franchises. Oh, sure. Listen to this. Mm-hmm. It is official. Disney has now earned back 
the 4.05 billion it shelled oh, out yeah. in 2012 for Lucasfilm. They mm-hmm. announced that as well this week. Yeah. They have earned all that money back yep. that the the movies, the uh, four Star Wars films mm-hmm. that began in 2015. Yep. That God, they put out four Stevens since 2015. That mm-hmm. is a lot. Yeah. Uh, those four movies have grossed um, a combined 4.8 billion dollars. Yep. The first one covered half of it. I thought yep. right out of the gate. That's pretty impressive, Steven, yeah. That you shell out 4.05 bill in 2012, and in just six years, my friend, you made your money back. And yep. now it's all gravy from this point on. It's insane. It's just Bob Iger. The guy's just a freaking yeah. mastermind. I gotta give the. I don't like how they've handled. I don't like all the decisions they've made. I don't yeah. like how they've handled everything. Oh, sure. I mean, I'm, I, I criticize lots of things, but mm-hmm. wow, Bob Iger just knows how to make money, doesn't he? Yeah, it's the money. God, does he know how to make money? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and now it's all about how much. It's uh, <laughs> all right, kids. Now we got yep. seventy-five billion dollars to pay off. Let's uh, let's get to it. Make some money. <laughs> and they've also announced uh, dealing with Lucasfilm, Stephen. Yeah. That there have been rumors, mm-hmm. rumors that Harrison Ford, because you know Disney's got to, they got to make uh, some more money. So, Lord look, they, they made all that money back on buying Lucasfilm, Stephen, without even having rolled out an Indiana Jones movie, <laughs> which they also got with Lucasfilm. People always forget they think it's just Star Wars. They also got Indiana Jones, it's a pretty big franchise in and of its own right. That's right. Yeah. A rumor has it, Stephen, Harrison Ford has said that the person he would pass his fedora to. Chris Pratt. Well, yeah. Dad, and Harrison Ford's like, it's either me, it's either him, or it's me. Yeah. And I totally agree. Uh, yeah, Look, Stephen, I, I, I agree to the point where I would have cast, I would have done everything in the world. I don't care what anyone says. Huh. I'd have done everything in the world. If I was Bob Iger, I would have made sure Chris Pratt was Han Solo in that Solo movie. Yeah. That was your nat. That was the how Disney screwed the pooch on that. Kathleen Kennedy is is that dumb that she couldn't mm-hmm. figure that out. Mm-hmm. I really don't know, Stephen. I don't know if they didn't want to pay the money. I don't know what it is. How Kathleen Kennedy didn't realize the one and only actor, yeah, that could pull up Han Solo is Chris, Chris Pratt. Pratt. Mm-hmm. Because Chris Pratt to me is just he, he and Harrison Ford just sync up. Young Harrison Ford and yeah. Chris Pratt, mm-hmm. they just. They sync up really well. Yeah. They, they, they hit all the right notes in terms of the charismatic personality. Mm-hmm. They really do. Being able to pull off the action and the funny and the cool yep. and, the, and the goofy. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? They're, oh, yeah. they, they're very close to each other in that. Yes. And I'm telling you, Stephen, Solo, starring Chris Pratt, would not have bombed. No. Would no, not have bombed. No, no. Period. Absolutely not. Even with all the other bullshit they put in the movie. Yeah. Still would have done better. Mm-hmm. And I, I think they screwed the pooch on Han Solo. Now's the time to get it right. Chris Pratt. Look, Chris Pratt basically took the Jurassic World role mm-hmm. as an audition for Indiana Jones. Yeah. He's much. basically telling Disney, look what I can do for as Indiana Jones. He would be awesome as Indiana Jones, Stephen. This has to happen, my friend. This, this has to happen, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, back, uh, back when they were first kind of banding about, well, it should be Chris Pratt, it was like during peak Chris Pratt saturation. Yes. But now he's not so saturated anymore. So how about, okay, now we can do it. And he's, you know, got a, he's got that one franchise, but Guardians is on hold. Yep. So he's, he's he looking for another one. He may not be doing anything right now. Exactly. Um, and the Lego movie is just the voice work. So it's not that complicated. So, you know, right. let's, uh, let's, let's get him in the thing. And, exactly. ultra, and I've always thought that the best way to do it was to, like have like a 
um, like a segment of the movie that's old Indiana Jones, and then you have like a flashback, like a flashback storyline that ties yes. in, yes. and you that's how you introduce the, the new Indiana Jones yes. actor, and then you just carry it from there. They just the rest of the movie is or, young Indiana Jones. You know adventures. what, Stephen? Couldn't you? I, I, I know this is blasphemous. Oh, I know this, what I'm about to say is blasphemous. Oh even. no! Well, I'm gonna say it. Say it. You don't need Harrison Ford in the next Indiana Jones movie. <laughs> what? <laughs> you don't need him at all. He need not make an appearance. He's done. Yeah. He's, Why can't you treat Indiana Jones just like you treat the James Bond franchise? Pl- next man up, Stephen. I think. Next man up. I and I agree with that. I think I think this is this is more for him that he wants to say like th- this is the last one for all my iconic roles. Mm-hmm. He did uh Han Solo, he did Deckard and now he wants to do Indiana Jones, put it away, mm-hmm. do something good. Mm-hmm. And then just and that's it and pass it off. Right. And I w- and you know, I respect that. And Indiana Jones if so I think that's his last one. Yes. He's got those three. Yes. Um, I think if he, if he thinks he and Steven Spielberg, if Spielberg, Spielberg's coming back, I'm I'm happy about that as yes. well. If they can do that and s- send off his Indiana Jones with a great and not a Indiana Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, no, an agreed. actually good Indiana Jones movie, I'll be happy with that. It'll be worth it. But I think at the same time they do need to introduce the younger actor in that movie, right? So that people will be used to them. Yep. And they can't do that with James Bond. Nope. They can do that with Indiana Jones. Yes. Agreed. So. Agreed. Last bit of news, Stephen. Yes. I want to end it on this because all this is just endlessly hilarious. And it's something that it's, it's, it's involves one company that we always talk about that I love, Disney. Of course. And another company that I love that, we, that I bring up often when discussing comic books, sure. WWE. <laughs> WWE also had their fourth quarter earning call. Yes. And in this, Stephanie McMahon, who is just... I, 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 wow, she is just so amazingly unqualified <laughs> to run this company once her dad is, is steps away. She is such an idiot. Oh, wow. Um, she is the chief brand officer, mm-hmm. aka, oh, no, no. aka daddy's little girl. <laughs> yeah. Um, she said, <laughs> nepotism, what? She, she said, are you ready for this? Quote, 10, 20, 30 years from now. Okay, well, I'm glad she gave her that. Uh, she gave that much of a span. Um, wow, you're you're really you're really hoping you're going to be around then, aren't you? Uh, there's no reason we can't be as big or bigger. Oh no, than Disney. <laughs> End quote. Well, I thought you had your shot at, like a couple decades ago. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm you know, sorry. What I hear? You're not going to see. You, you, well, you can't see the whole Hogan land and the WWE <gasps> oh theme park. My Come on, brother. God. Are you kidding me? Get on the ride, brother. We're going to recast what? Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> what? I For think his team up movie Bob with The Undertaker. <laughs> Iger loses more money in the cushions of his sofa. Than the WWE has ever made in total. Are you kidding me? I think what Stephanie meant to say is, I could see there's no reason why in 10, 20, 30 years from now, Disney doesn't buy WWE. 
That is what she meant to say, yeah. is that they might get purchased by Disney huh. in 10 to 30 years. This is an insane statement. This is why mm-hmm. WWE is where they are now. Yeah. Because of this kind of detached from reality insanity that deludes the McMahon family. <laughs> wow. Just wow. I mean, I know Disney's you... had bigger farts than WWE. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, come was, on. Yeah, it was called uh, uh, Song of the South. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just... Um... I just Wow. I know that you, you like you know you have to say things like that to pump up your company and show confidence, but there's yeah. there's confidence and then there's delusion. <laughs> oh wow, everything's fine <laughs> to the point where it makes everyone think you're insane and not fit to run a company. Yeah. And wow. We might as well just set the entire ring on fire and just yes, have them fight to the death in it because where are you really going to go? I mean, like when I when I hear bigger than Disney, I think um, it's like, all right, well, we're gonna we're gonna reboot uh uh Rowdy Roddy Piper <laughs> with a younger actor and put him and the Undertaker in a team up movie where they oh, fight John God. Cena or something like that. It's like, come on, y'all, like be be realistic a little bit, <laughs> right? Right? Just oh my God, boy, that so. is. That is quite something. Whew. On that bombshell, my friend. Yes. We're going to end the news. Emphasis. <laughs> There's no better way to walk out of the room than that Emphasis one. Emphasis on the word bomb. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my friend. Wow. Okay. Even even the pug is looking at, at like a total disbelief, Stephen. Even Coco is like, I, I, I don't know. I don't I know, just, Dad. I that makes no sense. I don't know. <laughs> right. I don't know, man. I don't know. That's right. <laughs> All right, Stephen. Until next time, viva la revolucion.